This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is How to Say No to a Second Date. Yes, also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the five phrases that can cause trust issues, and the drugs people like to mix with sex. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including a listener who's afraid she's being too picky, and another listener who got into a relationship even though he knew there was no spark. But first, Angela, what's going on in your week? I had a very intense week last week. You did? I did. I decided, uh, so I haven't been to therapy in a long time, and we advocate a lot for seeing a therapist on this show. Yes, you could use, you could use Talkspace. Yes, but you know, I love, Talkspace is great for when you can't get an in-person uh, appointment, but I do like seeing somebody in person. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I booked three therapy appointments in one week for myself. Wait, that's too much. <laughs> with three different... Okay, so this was the thing with three different therapists. Oh, God. Because it. so much of therapy is like personality-based, you know? That's true. So like, and luckily I knew that going into it. I was like, I need somebody that I'm going to connect with. So I, I didn't mean to make them all in the same week, but it just happened that way. That's a lot of talking about yourself and I telling was, someone your entire life story three times. So anxious about it. And I said to Ian, I was like, this is like dating. And when I dated, I never made like multiple dates in one week. In fact, the only time I did that was when I'm I met Ian. I had two dates in one week and it freaked me out. I mean, a lot of people do like five or six dates. Sometimes people will do like the lunch day and then they'll do they'll do like a nighttime day and they'll do like five or six a week. But it's the same thing. It's a lot of talking about yourself. Yeah. That's why people claim like, oh, I'm a master at the first date. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're like a master at like uh, – I mean, I guess it's like interviewing. Like you sometimes need to do a couple practice interviews yes. to like warm up a little bit. So maybe you can be in the zone. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But because maybe, you know, you all of a sudden people ask you a question and you like have your spiel. Yes. It's, it's it, like when, it reminded when, me a lot of like pitching. When you I was going to pitch. Say. Yes. And, and, and they'd be like, how'd you guys meet? And you're like, well, we both met when we were at like different ends of the dating <laughs> spectrum. I mean, I, we can do the spiel now. Like we yes. met at different ends of the dating spectrum. Like Angela found herself single for the first time in in years. And Laura was in her very first long-term relationship. And we met in, an, in our in our sketch writing class. And then we decided to do a show. Blah, 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 blah. You're and just we, on like, autopilot. Oh my God. We were on autopilot by, the, by like the 24th meeting at like a network in LA. We had our spiel down. It didn't mean that it didn't help us in selling any more shows or getting us. Yeah. The- but, but, but like if we did multiple pitches in one day, probably like the third of the day went the best. Sometimes yeah, that's true. We felt like it went the best. Maybe we got the best feedback. Right. So and going along with that, I will say my third appointment was my best of the three. But that because was you also were good, or because you liked the who's, therapist. Who's to say? But I did not. That my first one was awful. It was absolutely awful, and it actually made me be like, you know what? This is why a lot of people swear off therapy because they go to one appointment that's really bad, and then they're like, oh, all therapy is like this. I'm never going to like go to therapy again. Yeah. So if you've had that experience, I just want to remind you guys, like, it is like dating. So maybe that person wasn't the one. You need to find your therapy soulmate. So get back out there. I love it. <laughs> because uh, this lady, the first lady, she her method was that she didn't speak 
but like so like she just like let me talk like she just stared at me and let me talk no and you're like i could do this with a friend it was just very bizarre but to the point where even like when i walked in she didn't really say hello i was like hi how are you and she just like nodded at me and everything she says she like whispered mm. you're like i'm so what is going on here can i just leave now yeah so uh but i i I think i i think i found the one i'm so glad and i'm so glad you're doing therapy now because i had like an anxiety nervous breakdown right before my wedding (laughs) i I don't know it was just you know it's like the day people talk about and and, like i i succumbed to all of like the stereotypical pressure from society for my wedding and i was like oh my god i need to be perfect it's every person i care about in my entire universe in one place like what if something goes wrong what if it's like not a good oh my god all these people flew out they spent so much money to come i i just like i had a freaked out a freak out and i i had to like get some xanax yeah (laughs) and and, uh and if i had maybe gone to therapy i wouldn't have needed to do that so (laughs) well good job i'm sure she will guide me through that yeah um that's cool i'm yeah, glad you found you. the one thank you thank you uh how what are you up to how are you doing i'm good so i went to like a little kid's one-year-old birthday party because that's what i do nowadays like fun you know, i'm going to rilo's friend's birthday parties that they'll never remember because you, i don't think you have your memory doesn't start until what you're like three or four or five i don't know but anyways i i was there and i was talking to an adult that was there another adult and we started chatting and she told me her dating story and i found it really interesting And I thought I would share it on the podcast because, you know, I like sharing other people's stories. Maybe people can learn from them. So I'm talking to her and she's like, yeah, I just moved to New York like a year ago. I was like, oh, how are you liking it? And she's like, oh, it's good. It's good. Um, And I'm like, where do you live? She's like, oh, I used to be in Greenpoint, but now I'm moving in with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, did you move to New York for your boyfriend? And she's like, no, I met him here. I'm like, you moved here a year ago and you already met a boyfriend that you're moving in with. And I was like, what the fuck I was like tell me what happened like how does one do this and she's like well let me tell you it is crazy because I never planned to like meet I was not looking to meet somebody that soon does she also have a kid or she was just like hanging at the b-day good question she's not a single mom she was just hanging at the b-day okay she's just friends with the b-day the b-day girl's mom okay just just like friends Mm -hmm. and She's like, so there's this coffee shop near my work. So I started going in a lot and the owner of the coffee shop, we would like talk because I, you know, I was a familiar face. And then I, I, you know, unrelated was like in Harlem and like ran into him. And it was one of those things where I'm like, you look familiar, but I can't place why. And we're like, oh, hey, like, I know you. How do I know you? And you're like, oh, the coffee shop. Yeah. Like you own that coffee shop. I always come in. So we started talking. We like exchanged social media handles and like started following each other on social. She's like, I wasn't thinking anything of it. Uh, he's like, you know, it was a nice guy. Um, he starts like inviting me to events. So they didn't exchange phone numbers, by the way. They exchanged social media handles. They just exchanged social media handles. Well, well, well. Aren't we just living in 2019? (laughs) (laughs) And so he starts inviting her to events. Sometimes, you know, she can't really come, but she's still not thinking anything of it. She goes into the coffee shop and he's like, oh, hey, um, I invited you to like an event this week. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm like really bad at looking at my like DMs and like social stuff. Um, She's like, I can actually come. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he, like, starts, like, messaging her, like, hey, like, excited to see you, kind of messaging a little more. And then all of a sudden it clicks in her head because she was kind of being a little naive before then. But she's like, oh, 
I think he might like me. And I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I was like, but I got to give this guy props. So this is like everyone has played it so good up until this point because I'm like, he doesn't want to be the creepy owner of the coffee shop hitting on customers. Yeah. So the way, but if he is interested in a customer, what does one do? Exactly what he did. He was really just chill and friendly when she would come in. They ran into each other outside of the coffee shop. So he's not like hitting on people who are in his coffee shop. Right. Then he kind of like very, you know, like casually asked to follow social, doesn't even ask for a number, is just super chill about it. And then still doesn't even ask her on a date because he's not sure how she feels. Starts inviting her to events that other friends will be at. If she's not interested, it still is totally casual and not creepy because he's just inviting her to events. And right. she, he knows she's new to New York. This is like a nice thing to do. And it wasn't until, like, they were kind of, like, chatting more that he then, you know, got a little friendly. Then at the event, they started flirting. It was so slow. Everyone played it so well. They finally started dating, and now they're moving in together. And I'm, like, well played on all accounts. Yes. Don't you agree? Yeah. It took patience. I feel like people don't have the patience to play that long game. But in the end, it works out better for you. This is advice we've given people where it's, like, if you want to, like, get to know somebody but you feel – like awkward about it you just got to be like i'm going to this thing want to come i'm going to this thing with a bunch of friends like do you want to come to this thing with other people so you don't have to put them on the spot where if they don't if you ask them out straight up on a date and they didn't want to they would feel like they need to reject you and then it might be kind of awkward especially right. if you're gonna see them in their in your coffee shop they might like right. be like oh my god i can't go get coffee there again they're like owner asked me out it's gonna be weird but yeah, it if, becomes a whole thing. It becomes a whole thing. But if he says, hey, want to come to this event and you just never go to his events, it's not weird. Like it's not like you were rejected and it's not like you made her feel uncomfortable. Nobody made anyone feel uncomfortable. It was just yeah. not interested. So anyways, I thought that was a great story. Well played on all accounts. And now she's moving in with her boyfriend after moving here for in the first year in New York. So good for good you. Good for her. Good for her. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break and then we're going to jump into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, StoryWorth. StoryWorth, oh my God, it holds such a special place in my heart, Angela. I know. You, you've you been doing it with both of your parents, right? I have. And now my my in-laws as well. So let me tell you about StoryWorth. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions that you've never thought to ask. So I picked all these questions on their website, and then every week, my dad... And my mom and now my in-laws would get a question that was asked about their life or like anything we've been curious about, like what their first job was or, you know, what were they like in their 20s? What were they like in their 30s? What was it, the hardest part of having kids? What was the best part of having kids? I don't know. I, I just thought of like every question I could. And then there were like a million questions that they already have ready for you. So you can just like click them if you, you know, can't think of stuff. And then sometimes they would have a question and I'd like tinker with it. Anyways, and then... My my dad really is the one that like finished it first, but every because my dad's really good at deadlines. I've also <laughs> learned you've learned that <laughs> your family exactly. So every week my dad would answer the questions. My mom would like go weeks without doing it, and then would and then would send in like ten at the same time. Which I was like, all right, that yeah. works too. You can do it whenever you want. But I've learned about their work style as well, and uh, and then. At the end of the year, I just printed out my dad this like incredible book of all of his stories and I printed out copies for all my siblings and one Aww. for my mom and dad. It was so special. So then this year, we did it for for Nick's parents too. My mom's still working on hers, but right. it's good that she she can take her time. You know, she really wants to think out her questions whereas my dad is just like bam send. 
<laughs> but it's a great Father's Day gift, Mother's yes. Day gift. I mean, Angela, like you've got to do this with your parents. And I like that it's not just a gift for them. It's also a gift for you because I like giving myself something too, you know? It, Every, it is. Everybody gets a book at the end. It's very fun. Um, so you preserve your memories, pass on, pass on treasures to your children like Rilo and Rilo's future family. You do one year of weekly story prompts. And like Laura said, you can either come up with your own or use some that Storyworth has already written for you. They, there's a hardcover printed book that's a black and white interior with a color cover up to 480 pages. That's a lot of memories. So you get that at the end. You write stories and upload photos by email on the web or in the app. And then you invite an unlimited number of people to receive the stories. It's really fun. I'm going to do it. It's so cool. Guys, we're hooking it up, of course, for $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash single, and you'll get that $20 off. So $20 off, visit storyworth, that's story, and then W-O-R-T-H.com slash single. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? So I was reading Elite Daily and Rachel Shadow wrote about um, if you have long-term trust issues, it might be, be because your ex said one of these five things to you. What did they say? I know. Okay. So you'll have to let me know if you've ever been told any of these things because these are all wrong and bad. And if that happens, it's not okay. So number one thing that somebody can say to you is uh, you can trust me and then lie to you after they've said that you can trust them. No one said that to me. Yeah, I can't think of a time that that's happened to me, but they said, this is one of the most damaging things that a partner can say if they don't actually mean it because they are basically gaslighting you when uh, they say it. So watch out for that. Um, two, if somebody says to you, you are emotionally damaged, nobody- Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that that is fucked up. Nobody has the right to say that to you. No, everyone's like living their life and you are you are who you are because of the collective things that have happened to you in your life. We're all trying to work through our own shit. Don't tell somebody they're emotionally damaged. All right. Yeah. What, what else? Um, oh my God. If somebody says to you, you're bad in bed, that would be of everything on this list. I feel like that would be the hardest for me to recover from. Also, it's not true because everybody likes the one thing we've talked about so much on this podcast is everyone's into different stuff. So like what you and your, your, you know, boyfriend, boyfriend number one we're into boyfriend number two might not be into and like vice versa so this is why you got to like communicate about sex and and you know explore each other's bodies and right and find out what you're both into together it's not like you're bad i'm good you know yeah so if you have a partner that is what your perception to be is bad in bed you can talk to them about it but don't like, don't say, say it, it like that, that. Way. i mean Somebody could be bad and bad if they're just like super selfish. Yes. If if they're just like, oh, blow me. <laughs> I don't know. Is that? Is yeah, that, that would be bad. I mean, I've dated guys like that. Like in college, I dated some super assholes that were bad. And now, and now I realize like they were the ones that were bad and bad because they were just selfish dicks that were like, blow yeah, me. I would say amendment to what we said before. You can tell that person that they are bad and bad. Yeah. I wish I could go back and in do fact, that. In fact, as a direct response to blow me. Uh, Okay, what else? Uh, number four is they say it's your fault that dot, 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 uh, because being constantly accused of wrongdoing causes major harm in a person, even more if these accusations come from the person that you love the most. Yes. Um, and then number five, the final thing that somebody can say is nothing, nothing at all. They say that, yes, there are some things that need to be left unsaid, but nothing hurts more than uh, just disappearing without. Meaning if you're like, oh, what's wrong? And they're like, nothing. Like that kind, of, yeah. Or like if, um, if like you what's break an example, like so if like 
Or do you mean literally saying nothing? Well, if they just like, if you break up and they just like don't want to have a conversation about it. Oh, and if just they break like, up and they're like, they won't tell you that's why. That's like an example. Like where they're like, I don't really want to have a conversation about it. Like I'm just disappearing and it kind of leaves you like. With no closure. Not knowing what happened. No closure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you meant, you know, do you do that? Like what's wrong? And, you're, and they're like, nothing. 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 I mean, that drives I, me nuts. I'm like, like clearly something's wrong, even though I've done that. That I've been definitely like, falls under the umbrella okay. of nothing, I think. It's like the no communication, whether it's like no communication in day to day and no communication when you're like having like a monumental thing like breaking up. Right. Got it. Yeah. That drives me crazy too. Oh my God. Yeah. Just talk shit through people. It's hard though. It's hard communicating. Yeah. And that, well, so just like a quick little wrap up. They said like, if you've had these things said to you in the past, uh, the way to move past it is the first thing you have to ask yourself is, is what your ex said actually true or false? And then consider the source. Even if some of what they said might have been true, it is utterly cruel on their part to have said any of those things in the way that they said them. So then you just have to forgive yourself uh, for anything that you feel that you caused and give yourself a fresh, energetic new slate. Love in it. Your next relationship. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so I've been reading Gizmodo. This is an article by Ed Cara. These are the drugs people like to mix with sex, according to a new study. So men and women across all sexual orientations are up for mixing drugs and sex. Surprise, surprise. Uh, These are the results of a new study that came out on Tuesday uh, as part of a large... Well, Tuesday, this podcast comes out a little later. But just know this study came out recently. As part of a larger study survey it found that plenty of gay bisexual and heterosexual people admitted to having sex while on drugs and some explicitly used drugs to enhance their sexual experiences the researchers were primarily from the uk and they looked at data from this 2013 version of the global drug survey which included a question about whether they had taken a drug right before sex whether people had taken drugs so Here's the results. Number one, for both men and women, it found the most commonly used drug mixed with sex was alcohol, which I don't find surprising at all. No. uh, Yeah. A lot of people are like, I need a couple glasses of wine. Yeah. Nothing makes me feel sexier than a glass and a half of champagne, honestly. But I'm usually out at an event if I'm drinking champagne. So I by the to, time you come back, you're tired. Right. I need to have a bottle in my apartment. Exactly. Is lesson there. Roughly 60% of both genders said they had drank before sex in the past. Uh, number two, cannabis was another popular choice. Weed was uh, with slightly more than a third of men and about a quarter of women saying that they had used weed before sex. That uh, I don't get because it just makes me sleepy. I've I've tried I've done it before because I'm like you know, sometimes you can like feel things more intensely. Like sometimes I do get sleepy and I, I, in the past, I haven't done it in like a long time, but I got like paranoid, you know, I started getting like paranoid at some point. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. But, um, but before then I would be like, Oh, let's, you know, especially like a body high, like an edible or something. It, I was like, this is going to feel really good. Okay, the third was MDMA or ecstasy with about 15% of men and women having taken it before sex. I don't fucks with that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucks with MDMA, yeah. No, I've never done ecstasy. Uh, I tried Molly one time at like a music festival and just, again, got really paranoid and was like, Cool, never gonna do this again. Good. Yeah. I, I it also scared me because then me. a bunch of people died. And yes. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is not how I want to go. No, not at a music festival. <laughs> I don't want to die at a music festival by doing drugs. Like that's just not how I'm gonna go. No. So and now I'm a mom, so now I don't do anything. So I'm like <laughs> I'm, now I'm like, I really can't die. Before it was like, you know, my parents would be sad, but now it's like I I can't I, I need to 
actually look both ways when I cross the street. Like, like yeah. I have a tiny creature that loves me and cares about me. So mm, can't can't take a chance. You don't know what shit's laced with. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, other drugs include ketamine, rarely used recreationally in the U.S. It should be noted. Poppers or Viagra. Viagra counts, guys. Huh. Um, so I don't know. Have you? So you've never had sex on even weed? No, no, I haven't. It just, I'm not like a big uh, weed person because it really just like, oh, I've had many different strains. I've, I've vaped, I've smoked, I've done edibles, <laughs> but I'm not a big weed person, but it's just like, it never, you're really, never, you don't really like it. The only, it, it, sometimes it doesn't affect me at all. And then when it does, it just makes me sleepy. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Whenever I've done it, I'm like, I need to be home. I can't be around people. <laughs> I'm I lucky be- that I haven't gotten paranoid. No, I get paranoid. <laughs> I'm like, scary. Yeah. I'm like, get me home. I just need to be home. I'm acting weird. Um, That's why I'm afraid to do anything else. I'm sure like the weed experts listening are like, you just tried like the wrong kind. The weed experts. The weed experts. They're like, <laughs> you're trying the wrong strain or you had bad weed. It's like, no. No. Just not for us. Not for us. Just not for us. All right. We're going to jump into the mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Quip. Guys, I love Quip and I can vouch that I love Quip because I had Quip toothbrushes before they were even a sponsor on our show. I bought them for Nick and I. I wanted us to have cool looking toothbrushes when we moved into our new apartment and, you know, they look good. I don't mind if like... Dick leaves his toothbrush out. I'm not mad about it because it's very a very stylish looking toothbrush. That's the great uh, bathroom hack that I have learned. Like it's really hard to keep bathrooms clean and not messy. So just buy products that look nice and you won't be embarrassed that they're laying out. Exactly. A little, little life hack for you. Um, you know, maybe you're looking for a gift for your dad or to celebrate your new grad. I don't know. They're, I mean, a toothbrush is good, kind of like a good gift for anybody. It's an get, unexpected gift. Unexpected and something that they'll use every day and meaning they'll think of you every day. Yeah. So Quip toothbrushes have these sensitive sonic vibrations that we love. It's for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. You know, people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive, but not Quip. Uh, They also have a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you clean your whole mouth evenly. I love, it's like my little meditation at night when I brush with my Quip toothbrush. I, I really concentrate on each side of my mouth. That's adorable. It, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. No, I do the same thing actually. And we have the same color toothbrush. We have like the rose gold coppery color. We do. I originally bought like the grayish silvery ones for Nick and I. And I was like, you know what? I want a different one from him. And and then of course you and I got the same one because of course besties <laughs> have matching toothbrushes. Uh, we are hooking it up and... We're going to hook it up. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash single right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. We've told you why we love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. So guys, that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single. Starts at just $25. Get the hookup right now. Getquip.com slash single. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. So, Angela, I am going on a trip coming up 
that I feel like I talk about way too much on the it's podcast. It's a big trip. It's a big trip. It's one I've been planning for like a year. And I have like a little tracker of when my period is. And I was like, oh my God, my period's going to happen the first week of the trip. Yep. I just got my period uh, when I was in Florida. Oh no. I know. Um, so I was like, thank God I have my Lola subscription stuff. Because yes. can you imagine being like, like it's a nine and a half hour flight. And I'm like, what if I didn't look at my tracker and like I started my period like mid-flight and like, I don't know if I'm going to like a very remote island. I'm sure they have tampons on that island, but who knows where the store is. It could be on the other side of the island. Yeah. Once again, takes the thinking out of the process, delivers them to your house. You just throw them in your suitcase. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So Lola makes your month a little bit easier. They have a subscription that is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of product. Mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. They also have the Sex by Lola line. I mean, I don't know. Maybe before or after you get your period on your trip, you're going to want to have some sex. Probably. You like sex. We all like sex. So the Sex by Lola line is available for one-off purchase or subscription. You can add to your period subscription so everything is conveniently uh, delivered to your ideal schedule. Um, they have a lot of cool stuff with the Sex by Lola line. They have these condoms that are ultra thin lubricated condoms made from natural rubber latex and individually tested for contraception and STI protection. It's a mouthful, but I can tell you, feels good. <laughs> I, I, I know it does because uh, I think we got a big box of those with the very end of my pregnancy. And I was like, look, Angela, I'm not having sex anytime soon. <laughs> so you should just take this whole box yes. home with you. I was able to product test. I can vouch for them. <laughs> we had the condoms. Also, great, great lube. Excellent. You uh, have, you have, you've become a lube fan thanks to Lola. I bet. It's hypoallergenic and it's made with 95% organic ingredients. There you go. Uh, guys, we're hooking it up for 40% off of all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter single 40 when you subscribe. That's 40% off of all subscriptions. Visit mylola, spelled M Y L O L A.com and enter single 40 when you subscribe. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Well, first up, we have a listener that wrote into us with a horrible first date story. No question, just she wanted to share her story, and we haven't done that in a while. So yeah, I that would be fun. And, and it works with this week's episode, which is how to say no to a second date. And if you have a bad first date, you are pretty inclined to want to say no to a second date. Exactly. But sometimes people have problems saying no to the second date because they want to be nice. But luckily, this listener, she had enough. She said no. So here's what happened. She said, First of all, she started out complimenting us, which, you know, we love. We love to read. So nice. Uh, her name is Danielle, by the way. Danielle says, y'all have single-handedly um, gotten me through my breakup and inspired me to start dating again. Awesome. She says, last night I went on my first date since I've become single and I couldn't resist telling you what a mess it was. Well, sorry if we're responsible for that, Danielle. Um, she says, he didn't stand up to acknowledge me when I got there and kept his hat and hood up the entire time. With 20 minutes, Within 20 minutes, he told me that he is an inconsistent person. He's never held a job longer than a year. He asked me if I was a federal spy sent what? here to question him. Uh, when he Did he have a reason that spies would be looking into him? Um, no. Not that I'm aware of, but he also said when he when he got up to use the restroom, he said, I'm going to go take a piss. Uh, and then the very best of all, he 
he said to her that he thinks 9-11 was a conspiracy and that the earth is flat. To top it all off, he didn't even offer to buy me a drink. I had to get up and go to the bar to get one. I look forward to the new episodes and maybe some more dating horror stories to make me feel better. LOL. And then she signed it, Danielle, a.k.a. the luckiest gal in the world. Oh, we're sorry, Danielle, but keep at it. And um, yeah, I guess anyone out there, if on your first date you get asked if you are a spy, that's maybe a red flag that this guy might come with a lot of drama. Yeah, he might be wearing like a tinfoil hat, you know. All right, what else we got in the mailbox? Okay, this one is from an anonymous listener and they write, Hello, lovely ladies. I want to start off with how much I love your podcast. I think of you guys as that friend who gives tough love that you deserve. Oh, good. That's what we give. We give friend advice, big sister advice, because we're not therapists. So we just give what we know. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're giving tough love because sometimes, you know, feel you like need we're it. being too nice, but I'm glad we're being tough. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she says, as for me, I'm a 23-year-old wild child stuck in a businesswoman's body Um, I recently started talking to this guy and we immediately started hitting it off. For the first time, I had a guy that I thought I could keep up, that could keep up with my fun, but be mature at the end of the day. Then one day it changed. I saw stupid little things that annoyed me as well as small character flaws. He's a uh, just 24 year old boy immaturity. Keep in mind, I'm known as the girl in my friend group that will rave over a guy. Then it's done for, done for. Uh, done for in a week is it me or am i just sitting through to find sifting through sifting through to find the right guy help no i don't think it's you i think you're okay this is my spin i think that maybe you're just an optimistic person so you're like oh my god i really like this person i'm gonna give them a shot and you know and you do and then a week later you're like okay I, I, it didn't work out. This is not the right person for me. So I like that you're optimistic and giving people a chance. And then, yeah, maybe after, after a week, you realize that it isn't right and you move on. You're still figuring out who the right person is. And yeah, when you, the whole point about dating is you learn more and more about people and you see if they're right for you or if they're not. And, you know, you, everyone presents their best self at the very beginning. And then the whole point is that you get to know them. And if you, do see character flaws that you aren't into, then you say no. So this isn't you. Uh, if anything, you have standards and you you move on, which is good early on before, you, before you're too committed. Yeah, I agree. I think when you're nitpicky with dating, it only is a problem if you're the kind of person that's doing the thing where like you go on one date with somebody and you're like, mm, I didn't like his shoes, so I'm not going to go on a second date. Like that's when it's like I mean, if he problem. has really douchey <laughs> shoes, like if he's like, you know, I don't know. But like that's where you're like looking for th- – I mean usually – I don't know. If they had really douchey shoes, like what's an example? I Like I don't know. I was walking down the street and some guy had like – oh, they were like neon pink purple shoes. I'm like, okay, you're a shoe person. I'm not like – I don't really want to date someone that's like – that like wants the shoes to be the main attraction. Like I care about my shoes. I want cool shoes. But like I don't want to date like some like – sneaker aficionado i mean yeah i've like read into cultural markers myself but usually it's like oh you're wearing like something douchey and i see a douchey quality in you and it all tracks together right, right, right. you know if you're they're wearing abercrombie i'm like mm, probably not for me yeah that would that that might be a deal breaker actually but uh I, yeah whatever if you're already on the date get to know them and if their personality is also an abercrombie personality then move on that's okay Uh, What else we got? Um, Okay. So next is another anonymous listener and they write, I'm writing to you because I met this wonderful girl. Since the beginning, I knew that we weren't meant to be. However, I wanted to try it out because she's really worth it. 
We had many things that we liked in common, such as traveling, watching movies, cooking, etc. But there wasn't a spark. Almost five months later, the inevitable happened. I talked to her because we were drifting apart instead of getting closer. However, despite it all, I still wanted to give it another shot. After that talk, she decided to end everything as she said that things didn't flow organically between us, which is true. The thing is, I miss her so much and I wanted her to be a part of my life, even if this is as friends, but I don't know if it's for the best. Yeah, it's probably not for the best, at least this early on. Uh, I, I know you you might like her as a person, but I think the best thing to do if you and she both want to be able to move on is you kind of need to take a break from each other for quite a while. Like any of my exes that I'm friendly with, it, it honestly was like years later or like at least a year where where then we're like, okay, like now it's not weird. We can like genuinely be friends. So it, it sounds like this was actually like a pretty good organic breakup. Nobody had some crazy screaming match. Nobody cheated on each other. You were like, hey, things feel awkward. Things feel weird. This isn't the chemistry's off. I don't think we're right fit, you know, and then you were kind of questioning that decision because it sounds like that was your instinct. And then you were like, actually, maybe we should give it a shot. And she's like, no, I also feel that way. I don't want to give it another shot. And now you kind of regret it. But I think your first instinct was correct. And this wasn't the right fit for you. Yeah. It sounds like from the very beginning, you said that you uh, knew it wasn't meant to be like there was just never a spark there and I think that people get confused sometimes if like the other person's a good person they haven't actually done anything wrong it's like oh am I making the right decision breaking up with them but like you are it's hard but if there's no chemistry you gotta you gotta you gotta end it and that's the only bit of advice actually that I would add is like then you broke up with them and then you wanted to give it another shot like don't do that. You can't be flip floppy. We call these people good on paper. They're good on paper. They're nice. Maybe they've got like a good job. They're friendly. Like they're, you know, they're cute. They get along with your friends, but like it's just not there and you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny messages that you want to share, funny or crazy, either way, <laughs> email us at contact at this is why you're single show.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less if you want to get it on the show. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is how to say no to a second date. So yeah, this week we're talking about when you go on a date and you know you aren't into the person and you're deciding what to do next. The obvious answer should be don't go on another date with that person, but sometimes people feel guilty and then they don't know how to say no. Yeah, sometimes the person might want to go on a second date with you. Um, I don't know. I really think this is situational because if you know for sure this person is like not for me, like I I just got a sense of their energy and, you know, I thought, I don't know, I got like a different vibe from them from their dating profile online and then in person I just know I'm not interested. Then like don't, you know, you got to like nicely say no. And there's so many ways to do it. You can simply just say like, hey, you seemed really nice and I had a really fun time with you. But I just didn't feel that like spark in chemistry. But, you know, thanks for a great night and like best of luck to you out there. Uh, that's like a nice way of not ghosting someone and being honest. And it's awkward to push send on that, but get the guts to do it. Yeah. Or if you're kind of wish wishy-washy, you're like, I don't know if I was really into them. It was fun, but it wasn't great. But the person's all about you and wants to want a second date with you. Then maybe you give it another shot and you say, you know what? I don't want to leave this person on, but I'm also 
open to seeing if something is there. I'm going to go on like, you know, one or two more dates with them and get to know them a little more because maybe I could be wrong. You know, my ex-boyfriend before Nick, you know, he really like worked hard on courting me. I had hung out with him and like been around him with friends and like they were like, oh my God, like he's really into you. I was like, no, it's just like not for me. And, but he like really tried hard. He was like, I got it. I'll give you a ride home. And it was like a two or three hour ride home from, from my job at ESPN back when I worked there. And he's like, I'll drive you back to the city. And I was like, all right, I guess this is better than the train, you know? (laughs) And so he drove me home and we actually had like a really nice talk on the, on the drive home. We like talked about like art and shows. And I was like, okay, maybe he has like fun, fun to talk to. And then he asked me on a date. I was like, all right, I don't know about this guy, but like, I'll go. And then I fell really hard for him. And you know, we didn't stay together that long, but it was like a nice piece of my, of my, my life. We had like a lot of fights and whatever it was, it obviously didn't work out. But my point is, is I gave somebody a shot that I wasn't that sure about. So sometimes you got to do that. But when you know in your gut that like, there's no way I'm going to be sexually attracted to this person. And like, I'm not, I find them very boring. You got to just say no. The truth is it doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but maybe the title of this episode should have been how to say no to a third date. Because like, yeah, if you're unsure, you you could do, I I always recommend a second date to like become sure. But then by two dates, if you're still like, yeah, I don't know about this person, then I think it's like, don't, don't waste your time with a third date. Yeah, exactly. Um, But then saying no, like how to end things with that person is really hard for people. I have a friend, we just went to brunch. She was not, she did, we, we like encouraged her to go on a second date with this guy after she was like, not really sure about the first date. She did the second date. She was right. She wasn't into it. Uh, And he asked her out on another date and we were all giving her different bits of advice. Some people were advocating ghosting and I had to drop that knowledge of, I was like, well, you know, guys. If you go, somebody it takes them longer to get over you. So it's not really very nice. Yeah, we read a study. It takes people a lot longer to get over you. So if you actually want to do the nice thing, you need to give them a, a reason. Right. And you need to tell them like, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in you. So some ways are like I suggested, like I had a lot of fun. I just didn't feel that spark. You know, I had, you know, I had fun the last two dates. I had fun the last date. I had fun the last three or four dates. Or I've been having a lot of fun hanging out with you, but... You know, the the more I, I really think about it, I, I just don't feel that like strong spark and like you 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 deserve the best because you're such an awesome person. Right. You know, give them like throw only like a compliment or two in there, especially if you I think had starting a nice with time. I had fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And like you're such an awesome person. Like I want, you know, I think you should be going on dates with people that are like just as excited about you as you are and make it a compliment. No one's going to I mean, hopefully they're not going to be a dick if you throw a compliment at them, you yeah. know. Um, or, or tell them like, Hey, you know, I really like you. I've been having a lot of fun, but you know, I kind of been getting serious with somebody else and I don't feel right about going on dates with both of you. So I hope you understand. And if things don't work out with this person, I'll give you, you know, I'll, I'll see if you're still single, if you are, whatever. It, that, that, you don't even have to go that far. Yeah, that's You can, true. but like, well, you know. if you genuinely feel that way, yeah, if you genuinely feel that, that way. happened to me one time, but well, I had never gone on a date with him yet. I was just messaging him and then I became serious with with my ex but anyways I don't know do you have other ways to let someone down so I think both of those are really great texts to send uh the only thing I would add is like don't I think a lot of the time people when they're in this position then throw in like but let's be friends or let's be friends don't do that because it doesn't benefit you and it doesn't benefit them because that like 
leaves the conversation open where they can still contact you and you don't want them to contact you. You don't actually want to be friends, you know? No. Unless they're like in your friend circle or they're like, it's like a dude, like a very close guy friend of one of your best girlfriends because that's happened a lot with my friends. Like, like one of my friends started dating like the best guy friend of of her roommate. And so like he's going to be around. Granted, he lived in California, but like whenever he'd come to visit, he'd be like around. So, you know, in that situation, I would say like, hey, like, you know, but like, I, you know, but like, I can't wait to like hang out whenever you're in town, you know, like, or just because, you know, she was going to see him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so this friend that is going through this, uh, she was like working at the courage to do the whole, I had fun, but we're not a match thing. And in the meantime, she just kept being like, I'm busy. Like every time he'd ask her out, she'd be mm-hmm. like, I'm busy, which I've done too. But then that means that you're just prolonging the inevitable and they're like, because they don't, because sometimes people really are busy. So yeah. that you would think like, oh, why isn't he getting that hint? I keep telling him I'm busy. Because people don't read your fucking mind and like they're and giving text. It's hard, and they're giving you the benefit of the doubt that you really are busy. So just like tell people what's up, because like yes, by the tenth time that you say you're busy, they're probably gonna realize that they're not into you. But they should. But they, and they should. But like. I've had girlfriends that are like, I don't know, he's so busy with work. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, he has a job in finance. Like, he probably really is busy. And I don't know the tr- – I genuinely don't know the truth because sometimes people really yeah. are that busy. So don't tell people you're busy. I agree. All right. We're – now it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. So knowing when to say no is easy when you listen to your instincts. We are going to show you how in a rapid fire game where we um, we only are allowed to say yes or no. It's a game that we call No Buts, buts allowed. allowed. So like we're just going to say a thing. Got to say yes or no. No buts. Okay. All uh, right. Okay. Machi- are we both doing it? Re- actually, maybe it's easier if you – I'll read them and you got to just like rapid fire. All right. Yes I'm going to do no. my buzzard. Okay. Matcha tea. Love it. Yes. Miley Cyrus. Wow. Goat yoga. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dying to do it. Would imagine that was easy for you. Uh, tortilla chips. Love a carb. Brendan Fraser. I'm not Fraser. Fun. I'm not. And I don't know why. I can't describe it. That's the thing, though. You just got to listen to your instincts. I know. I'm not doing the yes or no, but I'm doing my buzzard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the TV show, This Is Us. Never seen it, but everyone loves it. Yep. Idris Elba. Yeah, duh. Yes. Uh, superhero movies. Actually. <laughs> See, you're conflicted, but you got to go with your. Oh, my God. No, but I do love a good superhero. Okay. But yeah, I guess I'm but, like. I but never, you shouldn't date them. I want to love them, but then I never end up actually seeing them. There you go. And finally, country music. No. I don't listen to it. I want to like it, but like, but then I don't actually end up listening to it. I know that that's the funny, like with me, it's like, oh, but I like some country music, but, 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 but overall, but overall, it's a no, overall, I shouldn't date no. country music. No, I, I mean, I love, it wouldn't work out. No, there's like a couple people, but I don't even know their name. So it's like, if I heard their song, I'd be like, oh my God, this is actually a really good song. But then at the end of the day, I don't even know their names, you know? Right. Um, I've been listening like, to what's the what's the Willie Nelson brunette lately? hair girl? Oh, like, the new girl. I don't. It's she's Casey, not even new. Casey Mus- Casey Musgraves. Yeah, she's not. She's been around for a while. But but yeah, like I was listening to her songs and I'm like, oh, these are super good. But I couldn't even think of her name. So there yeah. you go. I mean, I love Dolly Parton. You know who I really I would die for Dolly Parton. Yeah, you would <laughs> die for Dolly Parton. Who I've been really into, not country, unrelated, is yeah. Billie Eilish. All, Do I know that person? I don't know, but but 
stream the album on Spotify. Okay. It's so good. See, not just dating tips. We have music <gasps> tips for you here. Guys, we hope we Yes, we do. <laughs> we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. That is one of the best ways you can do to support this podcast is by buying our book or listening to it on Audible. That's right. And other ways you can support us is you can use our discount codes. Get hooked up with discount codes from all of our sponsors for a full list of the sponsors and the codes. You can check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl on Instagram and Twitter. And on Instagram, I'm at Laura Lane Rad. And on Twitter, just Laura Lane. And please like and subscribe on iTunes. That really means a lot to us. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>